All right, slight change of plan. We're going to talk right now to the author of this report, which basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here, that snowflakery in our education system is the reason that our kids, our 15-year-olds, are falling behind globally in terms of literacy and numeracy. So we are joined now by the author of this New Zealand initiative report, Briar Lipson. Briar, thank you for coming on the show. Can I first just get your qualifications? Uh, We've heard today that you can get all sorts of qualifications for juggling, for putting stuff in a microwave. Do you have real qualifications? What are they? Oh, so my background is as an economist, um, and then I um, became a teacher, so I taught maths in inner London, low decile schools, and then I got so frustrated with meeting 12-year-olds who had reading ages of seven and who didn't know their times tables that I actually started working in um, the bottom of primary school, so it was kind of five and six-year-olds, and I was a deputy principal in, in a school, and then I moved to, to New Zealand, um, which I thought was a country that led the world educationally, but that well, was we did in the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Ever since then, we've done nothing but decline. So from that leading position where we were third in the world um, in reading and maths, we are now sixth and 19th, and those are real measurable drops. So, for example, in maths, 15-year-olds today now perform the way 13-and-a-half-year-olds did just um, 20 years ago. Wow. Wow, when you put yeah, and, and like on that. top of that, we've got the worst educational inequity of all English-speaking countries. So, you know, the strongest relationship between your socioeconomic background and how you perform of all the English-speaking comparator countries. All right, so poor kids are getting poor education. Well, well, all kids are getting dumbed-down education. Um, of course, it's a lottery, that's, and that's part of the point of my report. There are still schools in New Zealand that do a brilliant job they quietly ignore what they're told to do by the New Zealand curriculum, which is to foreground competencies, these kind of nebulous 21st century skills that are kind of seductive ideas and, and things that we do want for our kids, but which are not the route to becoming skilled. You know, it's a, it's a no-brainer that we want to put kids at the centre of schooling and we don't want to treat them like widgets in a factory. But this idea that children have got to be and choosing everything and leading everything has just gone too far in New Zealand. Where, now, you mentioned that in the report. Where is that happening primarily, this old kids, you don't have to learn if you don't want to. What do you want to do today? Where is that being practised? In our primary schools? Well, uh, so so there's, a, there's, a, there's an argument for it when children are really, really young. So yeah. There's a type of um, knowledge that, you know, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and she amazes us on a daily basis with the things she learns almost naturally. Children do literally seem to unfurl before our eyes when they're tiny. Yeah. And a lot of what they're acquiring, things like language and the ability yeah. to, to walk and run and, and communicate and recognize facial expressions, that's all what we call biologically primary knowledge. That's yeah. programmed in us through evolution. So we do literally unfurl to be able to do yeah. those things. But school exists to teach the biologically secondary stuff that without explicit instruction, and if somebody doesn't teach it to us, we don't tend to learn. And you certainly don't tend to learn it if you don't come from a middle-class educated home where you talk about those kind of things around the kitchen table. And unfortunately, yeah. that kind of early years environment where it's all just kind of um, creating the right environment for kids to unfurl and grow like flowers into flourishing adults, that that has been extended gradually through primary schools. And nowadays you see it all the way up 
through into senior schools. And I mean, there are senior schools in New Zealand where that is the, the way it, the way it happens. Mm-hmm. And of course, as, as you get more expert um, in a subject, it can become appropriate to learn independently. PhD and research candidates in universities mm-hmm. do a lot of independent learning, but that's entirely appropriate because they're already experts in their field. We're dealing with novices in primary school and secondary school for the most part, and it's not the route to becoming skilled mm. to practice the skills themselves. You've got to break them down into their many, many constituent parts and build them up gradually, and that's what doesn't happen if you let children lead. Mm. Is it kind of a bit like what we're doing, a bit Ro- Rudolf Steinery? Well, I'm not going to comment on a particular approach, um, and um, the, um, but certainly there, there have been moves, and, and this is a long-standing thing. You know, it started in the 18th century with the Romantic movement, which was kind of kickback to um, industrialization and the scientific enlightenment. And people were worried that children weren't being treated as individuals and with enough flexibility. And the, back in those days, you know, that was probably entirely appropriate. We do, we do, we did need to change our school system to recognise difference. And, and try and be more motivating. But what I'm arguing is, is simply that we've just gone too far in New Zealand. Our curriculum is completely vacuous and empty of knowledge. It leaves all decisions to schools, and that creates way too much of a lottery. Yeah. You know, the social science curriculum, believe, believe, believe it or not, all of social science for primary and secondary schools, so that's all your geography, all your history, all your economics, your politics, your social studies, fits on one A4 page of paper. Wow. Well, I look, what I am hearing, and maybe the the view that I'm forming is, so this rot sets in at our state primary schools. We have kids turning up for college who, unless they are nice middle class, motivated parents who are, you know, helicoptering them, they turn up at college and they haven't got a hope in Hades of pass, passing scholastic subjects, academic subjects. So what we have now is a system where to get your NCEA, um, you can go and do, and I'm just getting some of the craziest, and I've got no doubt they are true, true stories. You know, four credits for doing a poi dance. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't make this stuff up. No, and, and it's not, I've, sorry, just in the last 40 minutes when I put the call out, I've just been stunned Going skiing can get you credits. Yep. Did you know that? Cycling. Um, yep. Cycling, doing, picking up rubbish, doing a ref, rugby refereeing course, passing your driver's license gets your NCA credits. Yep. Um, so, so Briar, I don't think we're doing these kids a service by giving them, well, it's bullshit, really. I'm sorry, I'm just, I don't mean to be rude, but <laughs> it's bullshit. And, and all we're we going to call... do is disadvantage them. And that's exactly right. And it's what um, it comes from a kind of misplaced empathy. And um, I would I refer to it as the soft bigotry of low expectations. So it's kind of it starts from the idea that, oh, well, we've got to make sure everyone gets a certificate. And so we'll make a pathway for everybody. But actually, you do them a massive disservice if you fail to hold them to high expectations around the basics of English um, and maths. And of course, I've got a graph in the introduction to my book which is available, anyone can look at it online, um, yeah. where it shows our rising pass rates. It looks like a wonderful success story, according to NCA. Um, and even today, the ministry in their press release in response to my 
Um, well, they've had a crack, haven't they? Quoted, yeah, they have quoted yeah. these rising pass rates. And, and, and that's ultimately the whole point of what I'm arguing, that you can have rising pass rates, but all the international data, which measures core areas like whether you can read and whether you can do maths and science, shows that we've done nothing but decline over the same period. So the graphs go in starkly different directions. Yeah. And yet the and, and, and NCA is a child-centered qualification. And that goes back to this fundamental philosophical idea that if we just put children's own choices and um, let them lead, then everything will be fine. And unfortunately, that just doesn't chime with reality. You know, professional sports people and musicians know this. They understand it. It chimes with common sense that if you want to become skilled as a cricketer or a rugby player or a violinist, you are going to have to break down what it takes to become. And you are going to have to repeat field. and repeat and repeat to search exactly. perfection. You know. Exactly. And, and if, you're, if you're in a child-led environment, what are the chances you're going to spend the time that you need to learn your time? Nothing, because they have got practice. limited attention spans. Well, that's, that's another part of it, and 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 we and we we put them, we shove them in front of um, screens, which parents fight tooth and nail at home to get their kids away from, and yet schools increasingly are encouraging children to spend more and more time in front of screens. I mean, that it's part of the same movement and, and trying this idea that things are intrinsically better if um, it's individualized and personalized, and they're seductive ideas. This. You know, when you're a parent, you turn up and you... Well, I would seem school. to the me, that... I would seem to me you have highlighted literally a crisis in our education system that if um, we don't I've... fix it, will live with us for years to come. Meantime, it seems to me we have educationalists who are far more obsessed with um, gender-neutral toilets and getting kids in front of counsellors so they can transition or come out as gay. So school, um, we really do need to get back to the basics of what schooling is about. Um, and, and the uh, educational inequity in New Zealand is appalling. You know, it's worse than in America, the UK, Australia. Um, and, and um, we've, you know, we shouldn't be sitting around scratching our heads wondering why that is. It's because we are following these flawed approaches. We've just taken them too far. And we need to put knowledge and teachers back at the core of schooling. Yeah. Here's another good one. Apparently, during some schools during COVID, NCA credits for helping at home and buying groceries, Briar. Yep, yep, two popular ones. Um, and you know, you can you can pass through NCA with flying colours, having never ever sat uh, an exam, and yep. have a never having never completed an assessment in either English or math. Hey, Briar, amazing discussion. Thank you for your Thanks report. For me. Can I tell you, a lot of people responding what you're saying. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Briar Lipsom, New Zealand in, uh, Initiative Report uh, author there. Ooh, we 